0: why hello 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 foodies and adventurers you are tuning in to the nomming expeditions podcast a food and travel podcast by yours truly Kersha. Welcome, welcome, and if you've already listened to episode 0 and 1, welcome back. This is episode 2, Foodie Highlight on Zaitinya. Zaitinya is a Mediterranean restaurant owned by who else but my fabulous grandpa, Jose Andres. He's not really my grandpa, but I want to be adopted. But anyways, if you're ready, let's go. And we'll start, of course, with a trivia. Okay, question of the day. Now, this is one of my favorite questions to ask my students. Again, I love trivias and I am a teacher, so I really like to ask questions. Trivia question. What is the state fish of Hawaii? State fish of Hawaii. Think about that. And if there are any of my students listening right now, you probably know the answer. And if you do know the answer, you're probably having a hard time trying to get a good grasp of the pronunciation. Yep, it's quite long, and once you see the spelling, it's going to drive you nuts in the beginning, but once you know how to say it, you're good to go. The answer is... The state fish of Hawaii is... The humu humu Yes, we'll say that again. The humu humu So, <laughs> let's say that slowly so that you get it. It's the humu humu nuku apuaa. And yes, you can Google that, and the translation for that would be the Reef Trigger Fish. And it's a beautiful fish. It is black and yellow and has a very interesting, modern-looking, abstract, painting-ish stripes, but quite asymmetrical. So Reef Trigger Fish, or the Humuhumunukunukua Now you know that. And you can be the life of your cocktail party the next time you share th- this interesting fact. Okay, let's go on to Zaytinyah. So, Zaytinyah or Zaitinya. I can imagine Chef Jose Andres with his accent saying Zaytinya, but when I called this restaurant to reserve our seats, um, the person on the phone said, Zaitinya, how can I help you? And so I guess it is Zaitinya. So let's just go with that. Okay, on Google Maps, if you search this restaurant, it's gonna say it's a Mediterranean meze in bustling in a bustling setting. It just says in bustling setting. Okay, that's odd. Anyways, and at the bottom, below reserve a table, it says, Chef Jose Andres' light, airy mainstay offers Eastern Mediterranean small plates and regional wines. And that's just what it means for meze, guys. It's just the small plates. Same way as the Spaniards say tapas. And same way as when we talked about oyamel and it was antojitos. So this time it's meze. Okay. So Zeytinya, not the cheapest if you go during dinner time, but just like the other Jose Andres restaurants, especially in DC, you can go during lunchtime and you get the lunch specials. You can buy the set, just like as I explained in episode one. If you haven't listened to that yet, please do. And over there, you'll learn more about Chef Jose Andres, who is the founder of and the the one who like pretty much owns this whole monopoly of awesome restaurants okay so let's get moving on to what Zeytinya looks like so if you're looking at my supplementary blog right now you'll be able to see the entrance of Zeytinya there's this beautiful turquoise cascading waterfall behind the front desk and it's in marble slabs and there are plants and flowers and it's pretty gorgeous place now this place is close to the metro center station very easy to get to if you take public transportation and it is also in front of the national portrait gallery it's really easy to find so if you are lost and for some reason passersby don't know what Zaitinia is, you can just say, Where is the National Portrait Gallery? And they can just point to where it is. And you're right there. It's just right in front. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. So let's get diving onto the menu. Yeah, yeah, hold up. What does Mediterranean even mean? Well, if that was you just a second ago, don't worry, let me explain. So if somebody talks about Mediterranean cuisine, we are talking about the region, those countries around the Mediterranean Sea. All right, you can feel free to Google that so you know which countries are those. And now a very, very, very quick um, list of countries, and not all of them, but let's just say them out. Okay, Spain, France, Monaco, Italy, Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia, Montenegro, Greece, Turkey, Syria, Lebanon, etc., etc., Okay. Those are the countries. So Zaitinia is focused more on Eastern Mediterranean. So that would namely be Greece and Turkey. So Greek and Turkish food. Now, when I went to Athens, um, a lot of the restaurants are Greek and Turkish. It's very common, not just for it to be just solely Greek. Their cultures and their cuisines are intertwined. So If you go to a Greek restaurant, most likely there's going to be Turkish food and vice versa. But mind you, I haven't been to Turkey yet. I do plan to go to Istanbul someday. Um, But yes, anybody out there who wants to fly with me, let me know. But anyways, yes, that's Mediterranean. So I hope you now have a clearer view of the region. And again, you always have Google You could always Google this later. Let's move on. So first things first. Just like in Oyamel, you are gonna be served free carbs in the very beginning. So once you sit down and you've made your order, out comes some pitas for you to enjoy. In Oyamel, since that was Mexican, then you get nachos um, or tortillas. Here in Zeytinya, you get freshly made pita. And it'll come with olive oil and balsamic vinegar as your dip. And for Italians, this is awesome for you. Um, I'm not the biggest fan with olive oil and balsamic vinegar. Sure, I'll eat it. But I prefer to dip my pita on a different type of dip, and that's coming up next. <music> the very first section of the mezze lunch are the appetizers. So there are four items to choose from. That would be hummus, babaganoush, fattoush, and aliostis Tis Eladas and I am going to explain each one and what it's composed of just in case you're actually not looking at the menu in my supplementary blog. Please do once you have time, but I understand if you're driving right now or you're commuting to work or brushing your teeth, then you don't have time to actually look at the menu on my blog. So... What I got was baba ganoush. This is my all-time favorite Mediterranean slash Middle Eastern dip. It's fire-roasted eggplant. Oh, I love eggplant. And I'm Filipino, so we do fire-roasted eggplant too, but we don't make dips out of them. So baba ganoush, fire-roasted eggplant with tahini, lemon, and garlic. And that's where you dip your eggs pitas in and I love it the pitas at Zaitinia are freshly made and they are very soft and pillowy if you don't eat them immediately then they might harden a little bit but they come out very fresh so please devour them but not too much not all of them because then you won't have room for the other items on the menu Um, but please do And if you're like me and you love the taste of eggplant, especially fire-roasted ones, they just smell so good, then get the baba ganoush. Now, you heard one item there, and maybe you're not familiar with it, and it's tahini, sometimes also known as tahina. You'll be like, what the crap is tahini? Okay, so baba ganoush is a puree of chickpeas, garlic, and tahini. Tahini is basically toasted sesame paste, okay? It's grounded sesame seeds and... um, and they're toasted too. If you are Japanese or Korean, you put toasted sesame seeds on some of your dishes. Um, this one is just churned into a paste. And it's great and it's not um, rare anymore. It's quite common in some supermarkets. I believe you can find it. They're in huge tubs. And um, they what do they look like? They look like um, peanut butter tubs except they're usually white because tahini is white and very creamy, more viscous than peanut butter. And once again, if you're into nutty flavors, it's pretty good. So go for tahini or tahina. So baba ganoush, please, please, please look at my photos on the blog because their baba ganoush is presented beautifully with pomegranate seeds on top. So it's quite pretty, and has a well of olive oil, and um, I believe some parsley, and it's just magnifique. (laughs) Now what did my friend Janille order for her appetizer? In the photos, you'll see she ordered fatouche. And fatouche is a medley of fresh veggies, namely tomato, cucumber, red onion, green pepper, radish, and also comes with pita chips with pomegranate vinegar dressing. And also, they didn't mention this in their menu, but it comes with um, fresh mint on top and ooh, ooh. Ooh, the fresh mint is amazing. It just just completes everything when you eat it with the salad. And you just feel like you ate it straight from their garden. So in that photo, you can just see the gorgeous tomatoes glistening. If you know the taste of veggies, fresh, fresh, fresh veggies, then you will know what um, Fatouche tastes like. It just has a bit of... I believe they also place sumac on this one, and that's coming up. I'll be talking more about sumac after this. That is a Middle Eastern spice, um, hence the reddish color on the fatouche salad. And it just makes, it just gives out that pop and that exotic flair um, while you're eating it. So that was what she ordered, fatouche. The other two items on the appetizer or the first section of the Medzi lunch menu were hummus. And I think most people these days know what hummus is. If you don't, it's a puree of chickpeas, garlic, and tahini. Once again, there's tahini. You already know what that is. Um, it's a very popular dip here in North America. We love um, putting in different flavors. So red pepper, garlic, um, and whatever we could think of as uh, spicy chipotle hummus. And I think that's blasphemous if you actually live in the Mediterranean and the Middle East. Uh, and if you watch a Zohan with Adam Sandler in it, they, they're going to talk about hummus and that's a funny one. And if you remember, you watched that movie and I'm pretty sure that's gonna make you chuckle. Um, so hummus was the other one, and then there's this one, which I am not 100% sure if I'm pronouncing it right. But elias tis eladas, Eliestis eladas. <laughs> I know the Greek pronunciation is quite similar to the Spanish, and so I have this tendency to say eladas. And so I hope I'm actually saying that right. Any Greek listeners, please feel free to correct me. I Don't mind, just don't be too harsh, but please do. Please comment if you feel like, oh Jesus, you butchered that. Um, But yes, this dish uh, is composed of Greek olives marinated in oregano and Greek olive oil. So pretty simple. Uh, Definitely an appetizer. Now, what is in the second section of the Mensa lunch menu? Again, there are four items. The four items are falafel, shistok, crispy Brussels aphelia or aphelia, and kotopolo yuvetsi. And I hope I'm saying I'm putting in the accent right for that one, if I'm not. Again, anybody here who speaks fluent Greek, just correct me. Kotopolo Yovetsi? <laughs> Anyways, I love saying that, even if I'm not 100% sure if that's how I'm pronouncing it. I'm not um, in any way fluent in any of the Mediterranean languages. Okay, the only thing I can probably imitate is Italian. Um, But yes, that is the second section of the menu. So let's get moving to what we actually ordered from that section. So from this second section, my travel buddy Janiel at that time ordered shishtowok. So shishtook is basically grilled chicken. So everyone knows what grilled chicken tastes like. At least I assume so. If you haven't, please do try grilled chicken as normal. And then what makes it different here is they add sumac. Now that's S-U-M-A-C. Sumac is a Middle Eastern slash Mediterranean spice and it is quite citrusy. So the plant is purplish in color. So the spice is also quite purplish. To me, the first time I tried sumac, it was quite subtle. So I Barely, barely tasted the difference when I added it onto my plate or on my dish. But I think the best way to do sumac is to put a lot of it on top of whatever you want to spice up. Um, and shish taouk also comes with onions. And there's this thing called garlic tom. So basically just dipping sauce, a garlic dipping sauce, T-O-U-M, Tum, and grilled tomatoes. Now once again, if I did not say tom right, please feel free to correct me on how to say that. So that's it, Shishtauk for Janil. Now for me, I tried the kotopolo loyo uh, it has chicken, and then orzo, So, orzo is a shortcut pasta. It really looks like big grains of rice. Before, I also thought they were a type of rice, but no, orzo isn't. Oh, just a moment. Alexa's right here. Alexa, stop. (laughs) If you have Amazon Echo, mm -mm. she is my secretary, Alexa. She does everything for me. Anyways... Alright, so codopoli is chicken, orzo, tomato, and kefalograviera cheese, okay? Um, Kefalograviera is a hard table cheese, according to Wikipedia, produced traditionally from sheep's milk or a mixture of sheep and goat's milk. And if you want to see the Greek writing in that, uh, I wrote it down as well on the blog. So that was Cotopolo Yuvetsi. The thing with this one, it looks kind of like baked macaroni or baked pasta. But that's pretty much it. Orzo is pasta, even if it looks like rice. It is quite grainy, um, this dish. And uh, yeah, quite gritty and crunchy, a little bit nutty. It's a very interesting um, lasagna-ish dish. It tastes like lasagna because of the amount of cheese they put on top of it. Um, but it's not the stretchy mozzarella-ish type of cheese. It's just, think, um, pure Parmesan. Like, it's that kind of texture. Um, the taste very much like lasagna, except it's the puffy orzo, not um, your lasagna type of pasta. Okay, that's what we had. The two other dishes uh, on the mezze Lunch Section 2 menu were falafel and the crispy Brussels ophelia. They're very straightforward, both vegetarian. So falafel, if you haven't had that already, please Google it. It's this crunchy chickpea fritters. And yeah, usually comes with tahini again. So the ones in Zaitinia also come with tahini sauce. Uh, Brussels sprouts, I do hope you know that too. If you do not know that type of vegetable, it's like these tiny baby cabbage looking things. And they're amazing. They're bitter if you don't know how to cook it. Um, They require a lot of salt. Uh, But yes, please feel free to Google that if you don't know what Brussels sprouts are. So Zaitanya has them crispy with coriander seed, barberries, and garlic yogurt. All right. Let's move on now to Meze Lunch, Section 3. What they have, the four items are Ottoman pilaf, uh, Kefteris Kapama, Adana kebab and Skuna Bay salmon. So Janil and I pick the same thing for this one. The reason is because she didn't want to try meatballs again, because that's what we had in Oyamel um, two days before. And nobody wanted the Ottoman pilaf because it's basically just rice and nuts and fruit and we didn't feel like having a non-protein dish. We are very carnivorous, so we really had to have um, the kebab, which was cured ground lamb, house-made harissa pita, grilled tomatoes, sumac, and onions. And I'll discuss more about the ingredients later. The fourth item was based salmon. I'm Canadian. We get a lot of salmon. I've also been to Alaska so many times, so I did not feel like ordering salmon. Um, and I believe Janiel is not a big fan of fish, so again, we both ordered the Adana kebab. Well, let me just read to you skuna Bay salmon. If you can't see the menu right now, it has herb tahini, roasted pine nuts, mm, I love pine nuts, Persian cucumber, pickled radish, and preserved lemon. And there was the meatballs, keftedes kapama, beef and lamb meatballs, feta cheese, rustic tomato sauce, cinnamon, and allspice. I think just putting their rustic there makes you think, ooh, smoky and probably made in a barn. (laughs) That sounds beautiful. Um, But yeah, let's move on to what we ordered, the Adana kebab. (laughs) The Adana kebab. If you're looking at my supplementary blog, Expeditions.travel.blog, right now, I only posted one photo because, again, we ordered the same thing. The Adana Kebab has that name, Adana, because that is a place in Turkey. So it is a Turkish dish, uh, southern Turkey. That's where Adana is. Um, Kebab, this kebab is skewered ground lamb. It has house made harissa. Now harissa is a North African hot chili pepper paste. If you're into Korean cooking, you have gochujang. So this is their version of gochujang. They have harissa. Um, so this is house made harissa pita. So it's incorporated into the pita. And then there's grilled tomatoes. And their tomatoes here at Zaitinya are to die for. They're actually very good. They can be their own stars of the show. And um, once again, sumac everywhere. You already know what sumac is. And onions. And these onions are just amazing. They are pickled. And again, with a ton of sumac on them. A bit of parsley. And it also comes with pickled peppers, this dish. Uh, They didn't put that in the, um, the menu. But yeah, it comes with pickled peppers. If you're into that, then... Ooh, this is the dish for you. That acidity and the savory flavors of the ground lamb and the smoke all ties in together. So get the adana kebab if you are big on meat. That is it for section three. That was pretty short. Let's move on now to the dessert menu. What do they have? On section four of Zaitinia's meze lunch menu, there are only two options, two dessert options. That would be either Greek yogurt and apricots. That's muscat-soaked apricots, vanilla yogurt cream, apricot sorbet with pistachio powder, and the other one is Turkish delight. If you watch Narnia, you know one of the kids there was... um, quote-unquote, seduced by the ice queen, but through Turkish Delight. Um, So their Turkish Delight version here looks very different. It's a walnut ice cream with yogurt mousse, honey jelly, orange caramel sauce, and caramelized pine nuts. Please look at the supplementary blog so you know what that looks like. Okay, so let's talk about what those taste like because there were two of us, and so we ordered one of each. First up, Greek yogurt and apricots. When Janil and I first read this on their menu, we thought, "Mm, that sounds quite boring. Do we really just want yogurt and fruit? Oh well, we'll just order it. We were more, uh, what is this, attracted to the Turkish delight menu because of the way it sounded. But anyways, if you look at the photo, it's actually quite a gorgeous dessert um the greek yogurt and apricots so it says muscat soaked apricots and muscat is a family of grapes there's over 200 varieties if you're like me and you love sweet wine uh, my all-time favorite is muscato muscato is just the italian word for muscat Okay, those family of grapes. So muscat soaked apricots, so that would be from muscat wine or muscato, and they're soaked in it. There's vanilla yogurt cream, apricot sorbet, which is that ice cream on top, sort of ice cream, right? Sorbet, and pistachio powder, which you can see that crumbly green nutty thing around it absolutely delicious. I love pistachio. So that's the part that I was actually consuming the most because of how nutty and like fragrant uh, pistachio is. If you've tried pistachio before, you know what it smells like. It's great. And here's an aerial view. If you scroll down, you can see the beauty of the pistachio surrounding the delicate sorbet. And you'll see the bottom as well. I took a side view photo. And then we can scuttle on to the next one Turkish Delight. Okay, the Turkish Delight has walnut ice cream, yogurt mousse, honey jelly, orange caramel sauce, and caramelized pine nuts as I have mentioned earlier I love me some pine nuts so looking at the photos and if you can't right now let me describe it to you so there's these two beautiful mountain peaks made out of walnut ice cream and in the middle is like this crispy um, it looks like a cracker um, it's the wall between those two mountains and um, there's honey jelly around it cut into cubes and the pine nuts are just distributed all over they're like put on there like spice Um, and you can see the orange caramel sauce beneath the mountains of the walnut ice cream Now, I did mention in Oyamel the Tres Leches dessert. And if you saw the photos, it looks very similar in presentation to this one. Except Tres Leches at Oyamel was to die for. Now, the Turkish Delight here, it's a very good dessert. But it is not something to completely rave about. We really fell in love with Oyamel's Tres Leches. And so here, Turkish Delight. It's still very, very good, guys. I would say um, I like it as much as I like the yogurt uh, apricot dessert. Um, but yes, once again, it cannot compete with the one at Oyamels. But still, if you are a dessert lover, I would say go for this as well. Now you would probably think Turkish delight. Hmm. From what I remember, Narnia doesn't look like that. Isn't Turkish Delight like a powdery cube looking thing? And it is. If you Google Turkish Delight right now, you will find um, it will appear as these cube things in different colors with lots and lots of powder on them, sugary powder. It is also known as lokum. And yeah. It consists largely of chopped dates, pistachios, hazelnuts, or walnuts bound by gel. And often flavored with rose water, bergamot orange, or lemon, etc. So please do Google that if you want to know what the real Turkish delight looks like. So I believe the one in Zeytinya is just an interpretation. Like how it would look like in complete dessert form with ice cream. Still pretty good, I would say. If you're getting the meds at lunch just like us, well, there's only two options. So take your pick. Now, before I end this episode, Just wanted to quickly let you know, if you are listening to this through my blog, that there are other ways of finding this podcast, the Nomming Expeditions Podcast. You can very easily find me on Spotify if you just write in Nomming or Expeditions or Nomming Expeditions, or maybe you feel lazy and you just want to type six letters. That would be K-E-R-Z-I-A or K-E-R-Z-I-A. That would be my name, Kerja, And I will pop right out beneath um the podcast section of Spotify if not Spotify find me on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts if not there's Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public and Anchor so those are all the different platforms my podcast is in thanks again and hope to see you soon well those are all the dishes on Zeytinya's Meze Lunch menu. So I hope you enjoyed listening and loved looking at the photos. Now I did post the receipt once again, so you can clearly see what we got and how much we paid for. So again, the Meze Lunch is $25 for each person. So that makes 50 US dollars um, for two of us. And Janiel, for her drink got cucumber mint and that was six dollars I got just a simple apricot juice. I kind of regretted just getting an apricot juice. I should have gone for cucumber mint as well because it was delicious. Uh, my apricot juice was $5. I highly suggest if you are on low budget mode, do not buy any of the drinks. The tap water is fine. It's unlimited. You can keep asking for it. Just go for the medsay lunch so you don't kill yourselves. And there's the sales tax. Now, DCA, I'm coming from Toronto and my friend Jeanil is from New York. And we're used to our expensive cities and that sales tax of six dollars and ten cents added on to our receipt that doesn't make me flinch because coming from Toronto we have 13% uh, slapped on everything like everything guys so our total is sixty seven dollars and ten cents USD it actually sounds insane if you're not used to looking at that number but I tell you because of the beautiful atmosphere it's a gorgeous restaurant you will feel like it's worth it and just the servers are fantastic we had like we actually gave her like probably 22% tip lucky girl but she was amazing and we, were, <laughs> we didn't want to wait for our change so we just left um, so we ended up paying way more than what you see there um, but yes not bad at all if you go for their meds and lunch and maybe you just spend $25 plus tax for the kind of service you get and the kind of food and atmosphere I believe Zeytinya is a great pick and especially if you're trying to impress someone you're going on a date this is perfect go to Zaitinya guys it is amazing and if you haven't tried Mediterranean food The Adana kebab, that's the star, that's the highlight of my eating experience there. The Adana kebab just tastes the same as the kebabs um, my man and I tried when we were in Athens. So that's saying a lot, okay? It's just like the one in the capital, the Greek capital. So go for it. And so next time, you will be joining me for episode 3. And we will be talking about my personal travel tips and tricks. And these are the types of tips and tricks that I don't always say to people. These are coming straight from my personal notes. So I think you'll enjoy episode three. So I'll join you there. Thanks again for listening to me, Kersha. And this was the NAMING Expeditions Podcast. Till next time.